once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a beat with the beat hey i'm scott this is the wisdom in all things podcast we're going to get going with another special series, this time looking at Solomon's life. Our first uh, podcast in that series is Ask for Wisdom as Solomon Asked for Wisdom. Asking for wisdom is, is necessary, but asking the right person is crucial. King Solomon demonstrates for us that we should not only be willing, but that we ask for wisdom from the right person. This Wisdom in All Things uh, special series will focus on 1 Kings 1-11, through 11, Solomon's missteps, misuses, and just plain misses. But I think these observations from his life are good for us to consider as we consider handling our own more wisely. But why the focus on Solomon? First, he was the inspiration for this blog. If we're going to have a good understanding of biblical wisdom, it certainly should include a close look at the life of King Solomon. Second, he's the second wisest person to have ever lived. He was wise in all his ways, until he wasn't. So he is both a good example of understanding and applying wisdom, and a good example of not understanding and applying wisdom. Third, there is such a need for wisdom, and particularly biblical wisdom. Common sense is a thing of the past. Oughtness and how to handle life properly just seems to be unappealing, if not repulsive to most. And then there is the prevailing contradictory mindset of, do as I say, not as I do. What can settle the dispute or ease the tension? The truth the right understanding and application of what is true. And lastly, I've long appreciated Solomon's prayer in 1 Kings 3. There's a great deal to be said about asking for wisdom from God before anything else. Whether the decision is great or small, the importance of inquiring of God was not lost on this 19-year-old king. But as is the case with all of us, including even the wisest man that ever lived, knowing something and doing something are often very different things. As we'll see with Solomon, a divided heart can have devastating consequences. In many ways, we are a lot like Solomon, well, except for the king part and the world-renowned wisdom part and, well, the wealth part. Though we will never be a king, we have been given a kingdom of sorts for which we are not to, to rule but are responsible to care for and influence properly. Doing so requires God's wisdom. Do you seek it? Leading up to his asking God for wisdom, Solomon had just made a dramatic showing of worship at Gibeon before God appeared to him in a dream. God had a direct question for Solomon. It could be argued that it was a a bit of a test. God said, ask what I shall give you. Can you imagine the one who literally could give you anything asks you what you might want him to give you? Getting to the heart of the matter, we first have to ask ourselves whether or not we're even interested in receiving wisdom. While God's wisdom is offered to all of us, James 1.5, it is quite difficult to possess if we are unwilling to receive it. This is a good time to remind us how easily we resist what is best for us, right? Eat broccoli. Nah. Maybe take a little time to examine this possibility of your being unwilling to ask for wisdom because you're unwilling to receive it. And then what do you seek wisdom for? Given our role and responsibility in the realm or over the realm we have been given, we should be overwhelmed by the thought of going about it without consulting God. However, our culture is replete with a response to that. It usually comes in some form of unleash the power within you. Fortunately, we don't have to spend a lot of time to see how this turns out. Destructive levels of narcissism. 
if taken seriously, considering our part in God's plan for this world, should drive us immediately to inquire of Him how exactly we should go about doing that. We should quickly see something in our life or in our realm of influence that causes us to cry out, as Solomon did, Oh, great God, have mercy that you would give me wisdom to properly and honorably care for these overwhelming things I am not equipped to do in your name. It is beyond us. We need God. That's the point. Understanding that we can move from being reactive to being proactive. Reflecting on the life of Solomon, John MacArthur asks the question, what is the single most concentrated effort you are carrying out in your life for the glory of God? In other words, are you seeking to carry out something that requires you to have to ask for God's wisdom? And if not, why not? A comfortable reign is not a healthy, effective, or God-glorifying reign. And the last point I want to make as we get started in this uh, Wisdom in All Things special series is that we need to resist the temptation of our own wisdom. The tension that exists between asking for God's wisdom or depending on our own is by design. We must be vigilant in our seeking wisdom from God. And unlike Solomon, guard ourselves from an undivided heart in order to keep our kingdom from being conquered. The life of Solomon is the exclamation point on how to avoid the missteps, misuses, and just plain misses in caring for what God has appointed us over. As we observe 1 Kings 1-11 through in this special series, will want to seek the answers to these three key questions. First, am I stepping out in faith such that I require God's wisdom? How do I keep from having a divided heart? And lastly, how should I manage, steward the kingdom I've been given? In the next post and podcast, we'll take a look at two key verses that mark the rise and fall of King Solomon. More articles and podcasts await you. It's all at wisdominallthings.com. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast, and please remember, it is wise to share, like this podcast with your friends. See you next time.